So um, just to look at the meditation Dharma instructions in the kind of wider context of our lives. Mm. Bearing in mind the Four Noble Truths as a core teaching that runs through all of it and uh, distill uh, from the meditation teachings you can distill certain basic principles that you learn in meditation um, working with meditation working with hindrances and also um, outside of particular themes of meditation because certainly this is, this is where we do spend a degree of our time quite a degree of our time sometimes outside of meditation or we're carrying things that have arisen from our daily lives into into our meditation time so we're not really you know meditating we're just sitting here feeling the effects of you know what's been going on in our lives we're getting to feel rather dismal because we can't meditate you know or isn't but can't do it right now so that actually seems to make the problem worse because on top of the original source of distress there's a, an added one that you know one should be clear and calm and you know make it, getting it going and it isn't because your mind is caught and this, uh, this is and also even knowing you know one should let go and shouldn't be grasping and shouldn't hold on and and you know <laughs> the feeling somehow that it's all your fault <laughs> you can come up with it, that idea you know if you're really a worthy meditator you wouldn't be stuck in this stuff you'd be able to kind of just shrug it off or slip off but actually you know that that itself isn't is only a rather uh, short version of the truth meditation depends upon conditions rather than the self you know, a certain amount of of um, you know will and direction and inclination is always required effort is always required and but then also just you know the agility to to work with the conditions that arise even when they're not very good conditions and also learning that that skill so that when we're outside of meditation we know how to work with the conditioned realm in the kind of random and uh, chaotic um, way that conditioned life is and it's really important to to um, not to divorce the meditation and say well it's not relevant but there are particular themes dealing with citta and citta sankara citta the, the knowing or the awareness or you know presence and the citta sankara is always the the effects that that uh, adhere to that that, that move it the, the joy and the grief the fear and the confidence the uh, wishing and wanting and, 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 uh, so we kind of begin to recognize these these two levels because they sometimes they both can be considered to be the mind or the heart but more clearly you know in this area of, of mind or heart or however you call it psyche you know um, you have the, the basic uh, core quality which is presence presence knowing it doesn't do anything its only intent is to be present you recognize that's that's always there is the thing that if you like um, you know is the very membrane that receives the impressions it has to be stretched otherwise it doesn't receive anything so there's a kind of basic quality of intent which is just to be receptive you know, be knowing be uh, receiving stuff and then there's the stuff and of course when the stuff builds up to a certain uh, degree then we're not we don't recognize the quality of awareness because it's all just now it's all resonating and wanging around and and uh, creating other resonances mm.
so a certain amount of these kind of things can make us feel like we're falling apart because the the resonances um, get experienced very much as myself and my my world because our, our sense of ourself is often based upon things that move not upon the stillness or that the knowingness but upon the the humour, the warmth, the love, the joy, the sadness, the grief, and how we how we work with these. And the conditioned life is generally very much about trying to develop a scenario where the the sankara, the citta sankara, the the emotive effects will be agreeable, reasonable, supportive, interesting. You know, so it's got a nice tone, taste to it. Mm. Yeah, and because of that, we we live our lives. We actually direct it towards people and pastimes and things that we do that that will generate those kinds of effects. This is this is our life story, isn't it? But as you recognise that that you know, as you turn towards this um, nibbana or the awakening, that the the the, the, the scenarios are never quite enough there's ways of worm in the apple or something going wrong or misunderstandings or a loss or a glitch or a and the 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 will when the intent is you know caught by this sankara the the thing that comes up with it is what if you just tried a bit harder it'd be alright or if you just went somewhere else it'd just be it'd be alright or if you just you know, do something to make it all right. Um, you know, and it's either it's, well, it's their fault, or it's his fault, or it's the world's fault, or it's my own fault. If I was a little bit more of this and less of that, if I had a bit more of this and less of that, and if I, this and that, then it'd be all right. If I put more effort in, it'd be all right. If I was more of a kind, compassionate, warm, friendly, enthusiastic, you know, but it'd be all right. <laughs> You know, you get it right. You get into that kind of nice, optimal state. <laughs> and of course, you, you can. You know, you, you get, you can do that. And to a certain extent, you can, you know, tweak the mix and get it. But still, it's not quite enough. And then something goes wrong and messes it up, and you get sick, or you have an argument, or you know. The things that life does to us and it goes wrong again. So we're left with this residual uh, tanha or wanting because the intent is focused on these sankara, things that move and have colour and shape and tone and so forth. It's the way it is. In meditation, of course, we tend towards a particular Sankara qualities, like things that are serene or steady or joyful or heartful. Yeah, you know, this is what we call the mundane aspects of meditation. And indeed, why not? You know, the mind feels quite, starts to feel refreshed and relaxed in that. And you, within that, you can begin to sieve through the experience and see, well, there's this, there's the the ease or the uplift or, and then there's what's that? there's also a kind of a, a stillness within that mm. right in the centre of it if you like the knowing we might, might call use a phrase like the knowing of it mm. this is the basis of the super mundane or the you know, where, where you, there's a shift towards the knowing um, and not not rejection of or but a sense of almost um, taking leave of it's enough you know the effects tones that's enough and, and no need for more of this it's enough mm. and this is what we call so in Anapanasati Sutta you see this, um, you know, in this specific instance of that, where you're looking at a skillful effects, piti, sukha, 
and then using those to first of all calm the rather irregular emotive qualities of the heart and then just going to when that's as the pity sukha has its effects you know, then in fact distilling to just this knowing and emphasizing the knowing gladdening it steadying it and so when it is this kind of shift of intent you see what I mean or a relaxing or a steadying of intent course there's this very strong natural inclination towards emotive effects like the highlighting the lifting the the um, rippling the heart being feels alive feels vital and we will all have to you know recognize the need for these warm and rippling and uplifting effects just to kind of come out of some of the shock and the numbness or the the pain that we may be we kind of compacted into our lives. So it's not making you know rejecting these. But I'd also like to you know make it point out, make it clear that. Uh, You know, there's, a, there's if you're too much associated with the, the happy effects, then you get very strongly associated with the unhappy effects. That's the way it goes. One we're quite happy to let go of pain, but I don't really want to let go of pleasure. <laughs> you have to let go of them both, actually, because <laughs> they're, they're two sides of the same, the same kind of coin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, learning this because you can't be told, you know. <laughs> well, we can kind of get it in the theory, but the heart doesn't really know that except through the the practice you know, of, of recognizing it. So, in a way, our, our, our daily lives because give us big heaping doses of these things, um, and you can contemplate, you know, the 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 surging of good fortune and bad fortune. Chittasankara effects. Everybody likes you, and it's things are working well, and you had a good day, and and everybody doesn't like. Nobody seems to like you, and things everything's breaking down. Mm-hmm. Sangha life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because we all have our own stories from day to day on that one. And so when I certainly when I first went to the monastery, the, the thing was, well, you just you know go to your kuti and sit and watch your breath rising and falling of the abdomen. Just do that, and then there's so many stages you go through. You get to this stage and that stage, and then after you got to the last stage, being there you are. You know, <laughs> you're enlightened or whatever it is. You, you get your certificate, kind of thing. So just do that. Yeah. <laughs> and people could do that, you know, and, and certainly you know, come out with a little certificates. Didn't do it. And if somebody did a year and he came out with a certificate, he, might, he ended up killing himself. <laughs> so, you know. It was like you're all right on when you're on the putting green. You get your little putting iron. You get a very careful, fine adjustment, and it's no, you can't be. It's not that it's not skillful. When you're putting green, you've got to get that little ball down the hole carefully, mindfully. There you go. But a lot of the time, you're out in the rough, hacking away in a little putting iron. Stuck in a bunker or a bunker out in the swamp somewhere, you're kind of hacking away. <laughs> so, this idea of just kind of, you know, watch the rising and falling in the abdomen when you're 
<laughs> gets a little bit you know anything about you can feel really quite uh, yeah, angry actually that that's all the instruction you've got <laughs> yeah. and so certainly in community life and you know, for all of us you know, there's a lot more going on isn't there and the more you get uh, uh, certainly you know, the more senior you get the more uh, crucial the kind of human aspect of what one's supposed to be or how you know good or wise or warm or friendly or whatever you know and then that, that you, know, you just kind of sit there watching your diaphragm go up and down <laughs> that's what they told me <laughs> and keep the rules you know. But there's always a good, a fair amount of either, you know, praise and blame or unacknowledged senses of what we, you know, how we interpret each other's behavior, what we kind of feel happy with or we feel other people like us or don't like us or interest or not interest. And we're kind of interpreting things in this way. So there's a certain amount of confusion and distress can go on. And uh, certainly if you, find yourself in a situation where you're supposed to be in charge of it all that, that can be quite a huge amount of uh, galaxy of different planets looking for a centre to, to rotate around when there really maybe there isn't one the centre of the universe is, is Chitta and then everything else is the is the planets that roll roll around it. Now we lo- lose this knowing every time there's a um, this uh, shock, and the dukkha knocks it. Knocked by pain, suffering, and you, one loses loses that centre. Or if it has lost, doesn't always do it, but some, but very often it can do that, and you're out in the rough, hacking away. Um, and you can recognise that. And sometimes it's not always that one isn't conscious of it, because when you're out there, you know the mind, the thinking mind, can still, you know, keep going about where it is and where it should be and what she is and he is and they are and the world is and so forth so you can still kind of keep chirping away, constructing a reality um, and I think one thing one to, to bear in mind is just, well, wait a minute that's, that's working pretty f- flat out creating that reality and you, so you get the sense of the pressure of it or the driven quality of it the fact that it's, the thinking mind is now the emotive charge of the thinking mind is now out of control it's just pushing so we begin to say well okay you know that's the way it is but just just hold back on the actual belief in those um, those thoughts as you recognize that the groundless quality of that you feel that the the out of control the pushed propelled there are certain features like there's a flooding effect you can look on a sense of flood overwhelm um, sometimes it's actually not a flood it's more like a, a rigid state where you're locked so you feel locked into something where the mind just keeps either um, hammering on the same topic or theme or the general overall frozen shut down state in other words, things feel held. There's no freedom. You know, either be held in a in a torrent or held in a, a lock, thrown out, thrown down, capsized. Mm. This is the out of it state. It can be relatively small, can be 
relatively momentary or it can be more long, long term and the long term ones are the ones that uh, deal with some of our we park up some of our past stories where you know, you know latent tendencies towards rage or um, feeling the grief, feeling lost, feeling alone, fear. You know, where's the next blow going to fall? Perhaps there won't be any safety for me. Mm. Naturally, rather like a, a flaring up nerve. The whole system tends to lock around that. It's rather like, um, I was noticing I have this tendency to have a problem in a sciatic region. And so that when something disturbs that, the, the, the body involuntarily clenches, tightens around it. You know, it, I don't want to do that, but it does. It does it to protect it. And I have a sense that the chitter it's very much the same they get these locks and sometimes the, the, the locked tissues are so long term that the mind feels kind of blank numb you know doesn't seem to feel anything but then that state is not freedom it's just suspension suspended animation So when you're out in the in the rough, the things to uh, acknowledge that, and then say trying to come away from the topics and the topics that stimulate and recycle and and um, you know extend that, they end up kind of carving it deeper to something like just the, the energy of it, the, the tumultuous or the held or the capture or the pressure of that. Mm. And this is, we might say, sometimes call this the edge or the place where the inclination is to jump, the push towards getting away, running away. So running away is a fairly... Um, obvious strategy either literally or psychologically running away um, fighting which means you know, lashing out around um, fighting oneself fighting others in one's mind you know, the defense kind of rage rage experience fight flight or just oblivion mm, you know just find some hole, dark hole to crawl into and pull, pull the earth over. <laughs> and so I, and I could certainly see seen all these these um, lines, you know, occurring. These are the Bhava Vibhava. And all of them have a, a certain push in them. This push is, is the Tanha. Tanha is not just a voluntary inclination of wish or desire as some kind of uh, choosing thing. It's involuntary. That's why it's so difficult to uproot. Voluntary stuff we can we can let go of but it's involuntary compulsion which is almost like a life instinct sometimes psychological life instinct or to use another set of language it's the the life instinct of the ego to to hide to run to fight to, to, to preserve itself
but it doesn't. There's nowhere to run, or you can run so far, and then nowhere to hide. You can hide for a while. You can fight for a while. And sometimes just think, kind of experiencing those things in in the inner realm, you know, the, and the moods that accompany them: rage, grief, fear. And sometimes it's when you're out there in the rough. It's just a matter of, you know, like holding attention, staying with that, and not um, trying to snap out of it. Because the interesting thing is that that after a while, it's like there comes a repeated. um, If you don't actually add to it, there comes a kind of repeated pause versus momentary when it ebbs. Repeated pause, it kind of comes up, and then it comes up a little more often. And finally, it's like it's knowing. Well, like a, you know, when a baby's having a tantrum, and it's first got a lot of power, then it starts to, the sobs get slower, and then it pauses, and then, then finally it kind of, you know, comes out. And you just hold it, and it goes through this. Uh, without these um, additions, you know, all these ego statements. How one is or isn't. So that that can be, you know, when all else goes, in a way, it's sometimes it's just that. And rather, that that process can occur more quickly as you get more used, as you begin to um, let go of the wish that it shouldn't happen or the snap out of it I shouldn't be this way you know stuff you know apologizing or demanding you know or blaming so you just go through it come come out it happens it's very um, re- uh, revealing to see that these sankaras by themselves are impermanent And the moments of stopping, waking up to that. So rather as it's as it's outlined in the the fourth tetrad, the Anapanasatin is of the theme running through um, the themes of cultivation, Viveka, Viraga, Niroda, or Sagga. And so Viveka is stepping back, just watching it, being with it, mm. holding the space, Viraga no longer adding more emotional turbulence to what's going on. The road are just the, the stopping, which can be momentary. And from this, we begin to see what is uh, what can be thoroughly relinquished or abandoned, which is uh, Bodhsaga or Patinitsaga, Thoroughly giving up, abandoning. And essentially, it's a, uh, abandoning the sankara as self. You know, 
in this uh, conditioned realm, we can't say that let there be no more sankharas. They, whether we have them internally, there's also external ones, and um, very often the external world just reminds us how, many, how much of the internal um, reactivity is still present. So you can't say let there be none. But the sense of, of um, getting caught by that, relinquishing it as a basis for action, relinquish it as a basis for establishing identity, relinquish it as the centre of the, of the world, centre of the universe, which we want to have go right. Now it may sound like there's just void, you know, but the centre of the universe is chitta. It's not nothing, but it's it's steady. It's silent. It's like an invisible uh, presence. So it isn't just a, a letting go into nihilism. But chitta is is uh, in its purity is difficult to see. But you see it, or you recognise it in the place that doesn't move which can be lost but then it, you know, when the sankharas ebb you recognise oh it's still here hmm. so it's rather like that you get a kind of momentary realisations almost within the flow of events pauses in them so in Anapanasati this, this this theme is anicca impermanence which is what you how you experience things when there is this viveka you know it's holding to the impermanence doesn't mean belittling things as trivial but just feeling the, the flow of it the rhythm of it the you know, the movement of it being at the moving edge of experience, which is literally quite um, tricky because uh, it can be fairly, it's like standing on a rolling ball and the mind doesn't want to grasp some firm territory. So it's learning this balance. And Viraga, um, beginning to be more uh, okay or serene about that, dispassionate. This is the movement, this is the flood, this is the push. Niroda stopping. When these these uh, flows momentarily cease, or perhaps the very quality if we begun to re um, recognize you know, Viveka Viraga and go to that attend to that particular uh, theme or quality and this naturally brings us to Niroda go to that which knows stands is dispassionate within that the watchfulness or the, the feelingness or the presence so it can be just something like a, a certain shift of centre to this And as you get um, a little more familiar with that, because that centre's always there, it can be even while the sankharas are still moving, there can be that presence. This is often when you're not so completely out there, you know, out there in the, the ocean, but you, you can, you know, you've got some sense of being able to swim or float a little bit. We might find ourselves coming out of a particular difficult state or, or even a very uh, uh, excited or happy state is coming out of it. 
the tendency then can be to jump again oh that's over with on to the you know look for firm ground again uh, but actually to you know, jump to a position or some intellectual conclusion or feeling of oh well that's sorted or but just wait because it's quite Im- important to to not jump to another piece of ground which then starts to become myself I think this can be a problem with um, with skillful states in meditation you know, really what we call an enjoyable or pleasant meditation and then there's a jump oh well that's oh, yes, I've got it or I know I know or I am this or whatever or I've attained something <laughs> this kind of jump yeah. that's the jump of, of of clinging of tanha and that's associated with uh, dukkha will follow but if you take it let it the, the process depend upon conditions shifting and changing And you can just notice things are ceasing or quiet or shifted or changed. Now it's pleasant, or now it's peaceful. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you hold to it, then we set up the basis for the next kind of flood. So we, we come out of meditation or coming out of a retreat coming out of a retreat or a period of meditation or a day of meditation just that sense of waiting, resting seeing, letting different conditions and causes uh, arise and so we, we stay within the knowing of it which is always a sense of there's an inner uh, space Silence. In terms of that uh, that particular map of mindfulness of breathing, the skill of that is that that that's that's the very conditioned realm of breathing in and out is still present. So it's not that we've you know gone to some other sphere, but breathing in, breathing out, the knowing. Breathing in, breathing out, this is the uh, liberation of the mind. And yet still within that particular sphere. So it's a recognition that within the, within the conditioned realm, right in the centre of it, there can be a being with it, but not being in it. Not being holding to it. So of course, uh, that this is just referring to the, the breathing process which in this state is quite calm and steady. Um, 
But it's a, it's a sign, it's an indication that it's not separate from the... It's not, it doesn't have to be somewhere else in the conditioned realm, but right, right in the center of it. Very often it's in, if there is the capacity, you develop the capacity, and always the, the kind of instinct that where the, the floods and the storms occur, this is where we learn. There's a learning there in handling, handling suffering, handling stress, handling unsatisfactoriness. Because there's a, these, these forces have tremendous energy to them. They're tremendously real and alive for us. It's not that uh, my ego, my person, it doesn't want to suffer at all. I don't want to, I think it's unfair and rotten and uh, why I don't deserve it and I'd like to die, actually. <laughs> Those times, just trying to find somewhere where I can just seize existence altogether. I don't like being poked through the bars day after day with things. Uh, but then I also something we recognise is um, you know there's there's, uh, there's a tremendous kind of energy in those there if I could actually open them up unfold them so there's the wanting to which is about getting rid of the the suffering pushing it away there's also, you know, which is, we might say that's an involuntary reaction, involuntary kind of clenching. They should become perhaps more, at least theoretically, interested in, in contemplating where we get pushed and where we, where our buttons are. And some of the stressing and that can come out of that. You can experience, within the very experience of wanting, of, of, of the uh, irritation and the, Rage or the sadness. There's, they all want something too, don't they? And you listen to those voices. What do they want? You know, they want um, power, or they want friendship, or they want warmth, or they want safety. They're crying out for those things. Sometimes it you know, picks up particular ideas of what would it be like if you fantasize or imagine mm, getting out, getting away, you know, finding something, finding someone, those kind of pushes. And we just actually contemplate within that, not just the wanting not to have these experiences, but the very wanting within them. And uh, recognize that you never, you never get it. You're never gonna, you never get that. Will never get what it, what it wants. This is quite. I found this quite, you know, quite a uh, powerful revelation to recognize that I'll never be the person I wanted to be. I'll never be do the things I wanted to do and never be in a situation that that want that kind of sense hovers around so the mind can then go to you know disappointment or despair or just okay then what's what's there when the wanting gives up when the wanting knows it can't get it rather than jump to the opposite conclusion or some personal statement about, you know, how you were let down or you misunderstood or life's a failure or you can't you know, presence awareness And it's, the, it's as if the very energy of that, those, those uh, 
bhava instincts, those becoming instincts, goes because it's transferred into into awakening. So that, to my mind, the kind of model is rather that you kind of push all that stuff back, and then awakening happens somewhere else, you know, because you pushed all this stuff away. And you realise this stuff's got so much push to it. You know, sometimes it's much bigger. <laughs> than any other push that's going you know it's kind of like the, the nuclear force of of uh, Baba and Tanha you know. but, but so rather than some way awakening occurs because you've managed to push all that back push it away you know not have it shut it down close it off you know cut it out so, you know, awakening being like a transmutation of those very confused uh, lost, hungry, uh, irritated, disappointed—the transmutation of those energies, so that they actually ca- you you capture them, or the awakening captures them, so that your intent becomes a very um, strong, and that the quality of fear, the anticipation, the nervousness becomes something like a quality rather like wonder, space. And the, the grief becomes something more serene and uh, tender, and the frustration, rage becomes something like a certain strength, which is not forceful. It's the inner um, steadiness, so that the 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 chitta almost takes back. You know, pulls back or regains all that lost territory and recaptures the energies. This is something that just you know it can it can happen. It can it can happen in its time. But there are, if you like, you know, simple. traffic lights or stages to look at first of all, when you're out in the rough then to avoid creating karma around that you can you know either the mental karma of believing in the scenarios that it presents just try to acknowledge those not to, to discount just acknowledge and read them this is the sense of sadness or betrayal or fear or irritation rather than believe in the scenarios it is the kind of first stage Viveka is stepping back and allowing that to so you begin to distill some of the core qualities of the, the stress and then Viraga is we're no longer getting in a flap about the state we're we're in, or, or uh, you're getting flustered, but more sense of most like just emotionally steadying around that. So that, that can't happen until we've actually um, stabilised in the first sense. So the first sense is you know you don't want to have to get out of it. Um, it's kind of define, acknowledge, hold that viraga is sense of um, you know, don't believe in the scenarios. Viraga then can occur, which is more the sense of the emotional reverberations can ease around our experience. The more dispassionate, less feeling of. I'm always this way, or it's hopeless, or helpless, or whatever. Mm. Then Niroda, there's moments of stopping, coming to the silence. And then the last bit is really begin to review the very uh, instincts Review sounds much too intellectual, but you begin to kind of because when the things stop, you can see almost into the roots of experience. And the the 
that which wants to become or establish anything. This becomes only possible once so it's like then you, you let go of the wanting within the experience. It only becomes possible through Niroda, because in Niroda you, you can recognize or you begin to realize when the when the movements or the sankharas or the, the moves cease, there's still something there. It's a quality of intent or knowing is still there. So then you've got something. You don't have to create something. There isn't a need to create something. There's this. And then that, that becomes possible, that makes it possible for that, that relinquishment of those tendencies. This is the kind of, you know, cleaning out process of Dhamma in this way. So, you know, during a retreat, then Obviously, you don't want to get in the rough if you don't have to. But if you if you do, or when you are, then you know all is not all is not lost. <laughs> it's uh, it's still very much uh, part of the practice, and I find it seems certainly in my practice it must be a kind of main part of it. It seems to be quite a lot of rough out there. The golfing green is quite small compared with the jungle. <laughs> I've had to learn a few extra drives and a few more clubs. <laughs>